Hey, you guys. We're having an after conversation of what it is really like to be uh, a single black female mothering. And in the midst of a, our conversation, just talking about, you know, the episode we just went through, we really talked about, we really began to talk about why we wanted to have the conversation, where God was leading us um, with uh, just being here for women. I personally know that I have a covenant relationship with women, always had a covenant relationship with women. It extended from being a child when I would, I had a girlfriend and, uh, and I said to her, Hey, I'm now five years old, six years old. I don't even know what covenant is. Mm -hmm. But at that time I said, let's be friends. Let's not let anything ever come between <laughs> us. I didn't know that that was covenant, right? but I had covenant relationship. So I just asked Kizzy if it was okay if we went forward and um, really recorded because at that very moment, I could feel the Holy Spirit just coming upon us and really making it, making it open for us to really talk. Because the reason why we're talking about these things, now opening the door with being a single black mother, that's just a crack. So we could open up the door and let you peel back some things and be able to see exactly what's hurting us, what's what's stopping us from going to the next level. Because that hurt that you have yes. that's on top of you from the, the, the filter of being just a mother, because it is a stigma. Stigma behind being a mother by yourself. Something's wrong with you. No man wanted you and right. all of these things. And so just a moment ago, Kizzy had just flew into a window and I had to stop her. And I know it was just, it was, it was detrimental, but I just saw the Holy Spirit just come upon us. And I don't want to be all churchy, churchy, Christian, uh, whatever, whatever, but it was here. And I, I want to, um, I just want to capitalize on what it was at that moment. And she was basically talking about being healed. Go ahead. Boom. So she's sharing that one of the things that I believe God is leading me to do um, with women and everybody, men, women need this. But with women is we sometimes suppress stuff so much and we say out of our mouths that well, I'm over that. I don't care about that no more. But every time something happened that is a trigger, it comes back up. It makes us mad again. It makes us act out. Um, it makes us do things that we even sometimes we don't even realize that we've been triggered um, or that it's the result of that thing that we haven't really dealt with. But if you go, if you really want to be healed, that's the question. Do you really want to be healed? Do you not want to just brush over it, push it to the side, ignore it. Do you really want to be healed? Because if you really want to be healed, it has to come up. It has to come up and it's going to hurt in that moment when it comes up. It's not going to feel good. Mm -mm. It might make you cry. It might make you upset. It might, it may make you feel different type of emotions at all at one time. But is it more important to let that stuff come up and you deal with it in that moment so you won't ever have to deal with it again? Or is it more important to keep pushing to the side, acting like you okay, acting like you over it, pretending like it doesn't bother you anymore? And and like I said, we we don't acknowledge, we don't sometimes realize that they're triggers and that's where it's coming from. Because mm -hmm. we suppressed the hurt, we never really dealt with it. We just ignored it or tried to push it away. Mm -hmm. And we got to get past that because it's hindering our potential to go forward and do exactly what God is calling to us to do because some of that hurt is is held in shame. Some of it's held in guilt. And so we feel like if we let it come up, somebody's going to see something ugly about yeah, us. Yeah, they're going to see that dirty little secret that right. we've been holding on to. You know what I'm saying? We don't want you to know. We don't want you to know. We don't want you to see it. You know, and for me, that comes in uh, Sunday clothes. That's it. Sunday clothes. You you know, baby, because, you know, I still, I'm old school. I think these things that right here, these, what I would wear in the street, those are not the things that I would wear to church. Yeah, I, I got my, I got my church clothes. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I got, you know what I'm they saying? got my street they, clothes. They got my street clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. they, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 don't, they don't intermingle. You know what I'm saying? You know. So, but anyway, but, you know, I just really believe, you know what I'm saying? Because that, 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 at that moment, I'm presenting myself to the Lord. See, I don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. 
This, this putting on saying, Lord, I'm coming to hear a word from you today. I got this on and I, you know what I'm saying? I want you to receive me. Right. I want you to receive me. I want you to see me. I want you to, you know what I'm saying? Right. I want to look good to you. I want to smell good, good to, to you. you. I want to be, I want you to be able to receive me. Yes. The way that I come to you. I already know that the inside is dirty and I got some stuff in here. I yeah, want to yeah. work out. But I feel like if I dress this up a little bit, you, you know what I'm, saying? I'm more palatable. You know what I'm saying? You'll let me behind right. the veil. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You'll let me behind the veil. And I could, because I'm going to tell you already, baby, I know the day that I walk back into the sanctuary. Mm. <laughs> I can tell you that I'm going to be on the altar. That's why I'm scared. That's why I'm scared more so going back in the church with COVID and all of that. Because when you get slain in the spirit, for real. Right. There is no control over that. Exactly. Who it you is, around? Who you? Where you that go? me right there. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bash me down here. No. So, no. It, there is no. There is. You know what I'm saying? So, if you real. See, see, I know when I fall slain in the spirit, I'm real. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I'm real. I'm not no play. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm always careful about what I go to the altar for. Because if what Lord, what what um Bishop is saying, half of it is is pertaining to me, and the other half don't. I don't go to the altar, right? Because he's I'm talking to people who blah 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 blah. I said, well, I am dealing with, but then he said all of that others I ain't dealing that, with that I stuff. Ain't, right. That don't, that don't apply. That to don't me. apply to me. Right. But you know, I see them folks, and I'm gonna call them out. I see them folks that every time he say, uh, I had a vision last night, and I need such and such. I need fifty people to come up here to such and such a, I, 50, 50 be a big number because it look like <laughs> right. 300 be, <laughs> <laughs> it look like so 300 right. be like 300 at the altar but you know I never play with those moments at all you can't I never play with those moments because I think that those are the moments for healing those are the that's moments for it. that's the, that's the moment where you regurgitate and put it put it Put it down now. You that's know what I'm saying? It. I never forget one day when Bishop just looked down at me and said, Go ahead, finish you get it out, get it that's out, it. get it out, get it out. Cause why? That's when you're really hurting, when you're really you gotta ask yourself, like you said, do you really wanna get past it? Or do you wanna push it down? Cause I think that all of those things um hold us back from the other areas of our lives. They why do. you can't let um you might have already met your Boaz. Right. But because you because what what, what Lil Ray Ray did you know what I'm saying? You couldn't even see him. You know what I'm saying? Because you still, yeah, yeah, he looked just like how little Ray Ray. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, talking all yeah, smooth. Can't even get and, and, and that's where any relationship, you you might have been hurt by a, a, a friend, somebody you was friends with before, and then you not open to no other relationships, friendships with female, male, with whoever, because. And I can tell you, you know what? That's ironic you would say that. Any other relationship. Because when I first met you, I had another friend. In another state that I had an instantaneous love for, for another female. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like instantaneous. That person just fell inside my heart and just, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. when I met you, it scared me because I felt that same, same way for the first time again. And I said, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to trust. I don't, I don't want to feel yeah. this way again. I don't like this. You know what I'm saying? Because he, I mean, Lord just kept saying all right, this should go again because it was it was doing TTT. Are we going? Oh out? yeah, it was doing TTT, <laughs> and so um, and um, the Lord said, "Go speak to her," and I. You know what I'm saying over there? Don't talk to that girl. Okay, I'm going. Hey, little woman, whatever I say, you know. And as time progressed, I softened each week. I softened and then, you know, we got to the point you was like, you can hold my seat. You know, I'm going out here and then, you know, and then we just fell, you know, fell towards each other and it was good. But my, that previous relationship with that female, because I had an instantaneous love for that person, my heart felt for their heart when they told me some things about themselves. And then I just was like, yes, I feel you. Yes, sister, I understand. Blah, 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 blah. These things happen to you. But that person took the biggest uh, Jason size um, butcher knife and hit me right between the shoulder blades. But then the Lord had the nerve. Display me in the spirit every Sunday for about six weeks. And I used to sit beside my ministry <laughs> friend and she would say, she just got down on the altar with me this one Sunday. She said, well, look here, um, whatever the Lord is trying to tell you, 
I wish you go ahead, go ahead and do it. Because I ain't got time to take you to the emergency room. You know, next time you fall, you're going to hit that you gonna hit that step. <laughs> a crazy nut she is. You're going to hit that step. And I was like, oh. And so I came out of it, girl, hair twisted, uh-uh, face, all that. face on. You, I, you know how you can feel the makeup don't melt. Right. Girl. Like, oh, God. I walk all the way clean across the church where she was at. And the Lord said, tell her you sorry. And that's why I'm walking. Oh, don't they get you when he tell you to go apologize to somebody that you know wronged you. And you're like, hold on. Are you sure you talking to the right person? person? Yeah. I said, uh, Lord, look here. Uh, I'm walking. Mumbling to myself. I said, somebody probably think I'm still in the spirit right now. I am I not. not. <laughs> this is all flesh. I'm saying to myself, mm, excuse me. Um, <laughs> come on, Lord. Yeah. Why do I have to tell her I'm sorry? I get all the way over there, and I was like still, and she was, and then she just turned around and looked, and when she turned around and looked, I said, whatever it is that I did to you, that caused whatever it is is between us, I apologize. She said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she said, and sometimes God will use you. Even if you're not in a wrong to break the other person. Yes. And, and she broke down. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know. I said, I was, I was like, oh, okay. Girl, why? I became cool as a fan at that moment. My body was on fire walking all the way over there. I became cool as a fan. Look, all the sweat had dried up. Everything just was like, oh, you're forgiven. And in the moment, it hurt. But it's immediately that immediate immediately feeling afterwards made everything so much better. And that's my point. It's going to hurt when you let it come up. Let this stuff come up. Mm-hmm. Let God heal it. Let God deal with it. Let it come up so it can be dealt with. So you never have to deal with it again. And forgiveness is not always for the, the other, other person. person. It is definitely that was definitely for me. Because I mean, girl, when I say every Sunday for about six weeks, I, some type of way. Because but that one Sunday, that Sunday, she was like, you need whatever God telling you to do. You need to go, go do it. Get it done. You, go, 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 go get that done because you're going to hit that step and that's going to be it. You know, so. But. And that's another thing uh, to the point of healing. Have people around you. They're going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Her friend was like, look, okay, this is enough of this. And then six weeks in a row, you laid in the spirit. We need to go ahead and deal what needs to be dealt with. Have friends around you that will say to you, okay, enough is enough. You bitter. You mean. You whatever. You need to go deal with that. Mm-hmm. But get your healing. Get your healing and see how much faster things will progress in your life because it's affecting more than you think it is affecting when you're holding on to stuff or you're just suppressing it saying, oh, I don't worry about that. That don't bother me no more. But something happens, somebody says something or does something and it reminds you of what somebody else did or said to you. And then, so then you clam back up, you go back in your shell. Oh, you don't want to do this because somebody might hurt you. And you always thinking about that's the other thing. Then your mind is always on how you can get hurt or how somebody is going to hurt you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then you're not open up to anything because whether it be business relationships, oh, somebody might try to take advantage of me or mm-hmm. it be friendship. Oh, they not, you know, going to be honest with me. They're going to be talking behind my back or whatever, whether it be relationships, oh, they're going to cheat on me. It will carry over into every relationship if you don't deal with it and let it heal. Every aspect of your life, it will, it will touch, it will touch, it will touch. Um, you know, for me, um, I've had to forgive a lot of people and not like I'm so righteous or anything, but it was just the fact that I am open. I am receptive. I am, I cannot. Even my my daughter's father, my ex-husband, I could not eat a, a meal and know at Christmas time that he was homeless. That's right. What can, you know what I'm saying? What does that say? That says, if I could do that, that means I never loved you. That's right. That means I had no love in my heart for you ever in any kind of capacity. And before someone becomes your lover... They better be your friend. friend. Okay? They better be your friend. They better be your friend. And so because I thought that he was my friend, at least as a friend and the father to my child, 
And the person I did stand before the man and say, I was going to spend my life with you before, you know what I'm saying, you went to, off the rails. But <laughs> with that alone, I, I said, hey, you can come over here. I got to have some kind of compassion for you. Yeah. Got to. I, and that healed me. That's it. That moment healed me because it allowed me to say, okay, look here. You already knew that if you had waited another week or two, you probably wouldn't have married him. Because why? I had always been, each time somebody proposed to me anyway, I would always be like, oh, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. Then I'd be like, look here, I ain't going to make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah, no, I ain't gonna make you happy because guess what? Uh, I got notions about ABC, and I mm -hmm. already know you don't got them notions about ABC, right? You know what I'm saying? And what's gonna happen is we gonna clash. So let's save some time. That's it. Let's save some time because love ain't enough. It's not. And I don't people love is not enough. Now I told you earlier, my God, I know God told me I, He has a husband for me. Mm -hmm. And my prayer has been, let us not be connected by love. Let us be connected by purpose. Oh, yes. Because, like you said, love is not going to be enough. It's not. But if we we both chasing purpose and our pur purposes are intertwined, mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to say, I'm tired of you because you gonna, I'm going to be like, dang it, but... This is we do this together, and this is helping God's people. Mm -hmm. So we can we can't let and in the midst of that and in the midst of that, let, let the love grow from our purpose. Oh, but you know what? I just heard somebody, um, I think it was a pastor on TikTok say, "I'm about to tell y'all something, Christians, and y'all ain't gonna want to hear it." But I'm gonna tell y'all anyway. He said, "There's nowhere in the Bible." He said, "You can look for it yourself." Where God tells. Women to love the man. He told the man to love, love the, the woman. Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I've read that before. I said, what? I, like, I never paid attention. So I never read it. I know he said for the man to love the woman like Christ mm -hmm. loved the church. Mm -hmm. um, but I never paid attention that nowhere in there does it say for him, for us to love the man. Uh, I think it's, it says something about honoring him. Right, or, exactly. Or, what, or whatever. And so, you know, to, for me, in order to obtain honor, then you have to be you have to be righteous. That's true. You have to be righteous. Exactly. You 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 know you cannot just get honor just because you're the man. Right. You, you know have, what I'm saying? Because exactly. especially now right. these days, exactly. you know, and um, you know, I I live by that premise of live by the laws of the land. And my philosophy was the good Lord knew that where where we were right here, he knew we was going to progress, he, you know, way over there. So he's just telling you, okay, things are going to change a little bit, brothers. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, this going to change a little bit here, brothers. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Brothers. Right. This so gonna, you know, he talking to them, really, because the fact that, oh, God, I'm going into another segment that I was going to do another time, but I guess it is, it's, it's falling in line, so I guess it's, re it's, it's meant to be here. It, talking about Eve, okay? Talking about but, Eve. She had all the knowledge in the world, but if Adam had it came and slapped that apple out her hand. <laughs> right, whatever type of fruit it was. Okay. If he would have put his foot down and said, hold on now. You're right, right, right. He there. told us not to touch that. Put it. Put it no. there. Matter of fact, she had already eaten of the fruit. And, and had all the seen Jack. She said it tastes good. Right. It wasn't until he took all the fruit and then God said something to him. Yes. So she could have kept eating the fruit. He had to share with her. He nope. could have been like, nah, bro, I don't want none of that. And, 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 and if you know what's good for you, 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 you put drop it down, it down right, right now. You know what I'm saying? But we have been earmarked but at the same time while this is being marked on us about eating the, the apple or the fruit or whatever they still want us to follow him when he couldn't lead in the first place right he didn't lead <laughs> properly in the first, first place. place he, he didn't do it in the first place down. all of this all the effects of everything stem from that one moment but this is the good this is the thing i love about the bible though and and us as believers if we get in this book it's it's it not only gives us a road map but it gives us examples to learn from so yeah it shows you that he didn't do what he was supposed to do in the beginning but it also shows you what you shouldn't do yes yes that, that's it that's it that's so it. so if men and 
And I know sometimes we as women, we come off harsh and we're like, you need to be a man and you need to stand up and you need to do this. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to say is be the head that you were created to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be the head you were created to be. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a problem. And I'm going to use this word. Some ladies might not like it. Girl, come on. Say it. Submitting. Yes. Submitting. We won't have a problem. But because as, as long as you are putting A with B, I ain't got no problem. B and C. That's it. That's it. You know, I don't have a problem with But submitting. if I see you trying to put A with L and I know they ain't going to fit together, of course I'm going to rise up and be like, nah, we ain't doing that. And then you're going to think that I'm I'm trying to take over and I'm trying to run stuff. But I see you about to make some make do something that don't make sense. So I'm trying to head it off. And it's not that I'm trying to belittle you or put you down. But you can't see it, so I got to come in and fix it. Girl, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I live in the land of I told you so. <laughs> so I'm going to let you take A and L and put it together. <laughs> so you can tell I'm me. not going to tell you I told you so. That's what make it worse. <laughs> You're going to look like I told you so. <laughs> Look, and this, that's what they say. This. Go ahead and say it. I know you want to say it. I told you so. Why would I, I need that? No, no, no. Look, why would I, need, need, to, no, no. Why would I need to do that? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Yes. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to let you. See, my philosophy is first of all, I give every man respect. Right. I don't care if you is the doorman, the trash man. All the way up to the CEO president. Every man, I put Mr. in front of their name. That's it. Okay? Because, you know, especially our brothers. Now, especially our brothers. The reason why I do that is for the sole purpose of he deserves respect. respect. Okay? That's it. Now, he could be the bum. I'd be like, Mr. Bum, excuse me. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me step across you right here, sir. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because... That word means so much. Mr. That's right. Mr. stands for something. And I just, I just, I give it to every man. Now, whether or not you earn it or not, you don't have to earn it. I give it to you freely. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you can become some other words if you right. don't act right. right. <laughs> you become, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I might still put Mr. in front of it. It's going to have a whole different meaning. meaning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But but seriously, the healing the healing from any situation is so important. And I would say, um, and one thing that I learned through my my healing process because I've had to be healed from so much, especially lately from you know losing my mom and losing my brother, and then the 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 chaos of the behavior of people surrounding those events. Um. When you go through something, immediately share it with God and ask him to heal you. Immediately. 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 You know it's going to, you know it hurts you. It hurts you when it happens. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so then sometimes you go back and you ponder on and contemplate and it makes you more mad. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you should say, you know what, Lord, this did not feel good. Mm -hmm. I did not like it. I don't want to ever have to experience this again. Mm -hmm. Please heal me. From the core, from the root of what happened, heal me right now. And I know sometimes that that is the most difficult conversation because a lot of times we want to be angry. Mm -hmm. We want to be angry instead of, uh, Lord, forgive me, help me, heal me. Heal me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And let 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 you know, come in, come inside. You know what I'm saying? You want to feel the anger. You want to feel the pain. You want to say this isn't fair. Oh, you know that's the people. And this is not to say that it's not when you feel those things that are not okay, mm -hmm. because it's part of our emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, um, society will try to make us believe that it's not okay to feel anger or sad or mad about something. That's not true because if. If it wasn't okay for us to do it, God wouldn't have gave us those emotions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we can mm -hmm. feel all of that. However, how you handle that emotion, how you manage it, is what counts. And if you immediately, first of all, his word, if you're a believer, his word says, seek, seek the kingdom first. Seek the kingdom first. When my feelings is hurt, I need to be seeking the kingdom because I can go fleshy real quick. Mm -hmm. I can go fleshy real quick, but I need to stop myself and say, you know what, Lord, I'm hurt. This don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And you may have to go back to him several times about that same thing. 
Sometimes he immediately heal you. Sometimes he'll take a little while because he wants you to process and really learn from it and see that there, there's ways you could have done stuff differently or whatever the case is. But seek him for that healing and he's going to give it to you. And, it, and you stuff may have to come up. I'm going to give you all an example when I say that because I know sometimes we say stuff and, and, and it may not hit everybody. So, for example, I was molested by my uncle when I was young. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things that I, I would be like, oh, I'm good now. I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. over that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started noticing that when other people would talk about their experience, I would start to cry. Mm-hmm. And part of the crying was because I felt compassion for that person because mm-hmm. I had been through it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then the other part was because I hadn't fully dealt with it. Mm-hmm. I acknowledged the fact that it happened to me. I had even forgiven him. Mm-hmm. But with that particular situation, God had to bring it up several times by me hearing it through other people. And then finally, I don't know who did it to this day. And I, and it didn't, I believe that, to, I don't know, because at that time it didn't matter. Even now it didn't matter. But somebody in my family, now I hadn't talked to this man in years. And somebody gave him my phone number. And I believe that God allowed that moment to happen to show me, you ain't fully, de- fully dealt with it. It's not gone. It's not all the way gone. Because mm-hmm. I got immediately, when I realized who it was, I got upset. And I st- I wanted to start calling around to my family members like, which one of y'all gave him my phone number? Why is he even talking to me? Da, 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 da. And was this when your mother was alive? This is when my mom was alive. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. And so, um, you know, I'm upset, but I can't get through to nobody. That, and I know that was nobody but God. God, yes, girl, because you done lit them I, open. It's every <laughs> single person. <laughs> and so, finally, the Holy Spirit said, it's not about, it wasn't about him calling you at all. It was about bringing it up because you weren't done dealing with it. mm you weren't done. You you suppressed it, but you didn't fully deal with it to the fact where you could say, even if I hear his voice or see his face, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so after that experience and me having to sit with God about that, and it took a little while. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie. It took, it, mm-hmm. even with the Holy Spirit saying that to me, I was just like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but the more I sat on it, I said, you know what, God, you're right. I don't want stuff like this to hinder me. I don't want to hold back. And I don't like where I just went because somebody called me. Yeah, a phone call. And while you were talking, you you were talking about letting things up. I just started to think about myself as a whole. And I can cry for you. I do not cry for myself. Mm. I cried for the first time in February 2020 for myself mm. but that was because I didn't have any other way to deal with it cause wait a minute was that did you do a little thing on that you was in the shower and you cried uh, I, yeah I made it yeah I made it say yeah I, I watched that cause you had me crying listening to you yes and I was like oh my god I'm able to cry for myself for the first time and I cannot even begin mm-hmm. to tell you um as with anything, when I was growing up, I didn't feel like I had room to cry mm. because that 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 left other people feeling like they had to take care of my. I, I can't even really explain it right this minute. Take care of me or take care of my situation. Uh-huh. And that um, really, I did not realize it was twelve or one or twelve or seven in, in the morning. Okay. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did not. uh, I just looked. Happened to glance at the clock. Sorry, Mm -hmm. everyone. Um, Just realizing for the first time, I I just never could cry for me. I just felt like that was wasted. I felt like that was wasted time. That's the best way to put it. Like me crying Mm -hmm. and someone having to say, "Well, what's wrong? What's Mm -hmm. wrong? That was wasted time." Oh no. Yeah, that's that's the that's the way I felt. I felt like it wasn't room for me to cry. Mm. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't room for me to cry. And and you know what? It's sad to say, but that's how I feel like our men feel 
because it they've been told for so long it's not okay mm-hmm. to feel this. Mm-hmm. It's not okay, um, you know, to express your feelings. You got to be hard and stuff like that. So I, I get it. And when you and then hearing you say it just makes me that much sadder because it's like. Who taught us that that wasn't okay? And I always feel like I have a little more testosterone than the average woman should have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, you know, I deal with things like a, in a manly fashion. Mm-hmm. I deal with relationships that way. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, that's why I was okay with raising a son. You know what I'm saying? Because I won't do no foo-foo stuff. Mm-hmm. Once my son got past that sweet, sweet. Let me smell. Let me smell your head. Type, you know. Right. I just went on to look here, son. You the man of this house. You know what I'm saying. Exactly. Type of thing. Grooming him to to not succumb to his sisters and me, mm-hmm. and 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 be you know be. I don't want to say soft, but I guess that's the word. Yeah, soft. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, soft. Yes, yeah. you know, want him to be. Um, he still was a sweet boy, but now. Yeah. He is a treacherous man. <laughs> he was a sweet boy. He's a treacherous man. You catch him on the wrong day. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so. And, and when, once we realize that even ourselves were like that, we have to stop. And we have to be sure not to allow that to go into the next generation and pay attention to. Yeah, to that cry. That cry took that took that away. So you know that I was saying that to say that cry that I made mention of that I washed it down the drain, and I feel anew. It allowed me to allow someone to come into my life and for me to learn when to be quiet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and not so much yeah 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 yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, I'm not. I was never a nagger anyway, but just the fact of. Trying to get my point across right, all the time, right. or just you know using some of this testosterone that's you know, down in here to push it, right? <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, just to 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 learn to be submissive because years ago, what um, ZZ's ZZ's eighteen, so it had to be like almost nineteen and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. One of the ministers at our church gave me a book. How to be submissive. <laughs> and so at the time I was like, how dare she? She don't know me. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, she had only known me like maybe, maybe four months. Uh-huh. And you know, and had had very few encounters with me. <laughs> and someone like saying to myself, she gave me this book and baby, you know, I was offended by that book. I was just, huh. Right. You know, but <laughs> I began to read the book and then think about who I am. And, you know, and I, like I said, my, my firm belief to thy own self be true. That's it. You can't tell me nothing about myself, baby, because I'm going to tell you about it first. first okay. It. So I said, ooh, she don't even know me, but the Holy Spirit must have just told her. <laughs> Give me this book. book. Right. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, my relationship with God was rebirth I want to say Mm because I always had my relationship with God but at that time when I joined Stronghold Christian Center and in Lithonia Georgia when I joined that church that was my church that wasn't my mama church that wasn't my me my church you know what I'm saying that was my church I chose Jesus and he chose me, and that's where I would meet him at on Sunday <laughs> and Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wednesday, Sunday, and Saturday morning right. when I had to go there for other things. Okay, so that was my church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, you know, so I'm saying to myself, you have come in here with this book. How dare you? Right. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit told me. was like, and you need it. And you need so it. And I read, and I started, you know, one night I went... Right, but you actually, all right. Um, okay, exactly. <laughs> but see, I I realized that I had to be healed from not having a father in my life, and I didn't realize, and that a lack of male figure period because my brother, um, ended up being incarcerated for twenty years, and I and he left when I was. 
um, in high school. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I didn't have my father. I didn't have, now my brother's gone. There's no male figure in the household. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I don't know, or I don't, I can't receive a male telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going to the military, I had a hard time because, yeah, you my chief, but you would watch how you talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that, I didn't realize that I had to be healed from not having my father in my life and my brother leaving mm-hmm. and and being molested by being betrayed by my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was the ultimate betrayal. Right. Yeah. And and that that was spilling that stuff was spilling over into like you said other areas of my life. I didn't realize it and then when I did, I said, "Okay, I want to be healed from this because mm-hmm. I do know." And this was before God even told me I had a husband. I wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am somebody's wife. I am. I am somebody's wife. And you know, the things that a wife would do can do and should do, I got them things on lock. Come okay, on, baby. Baby, I got a I am a wife. I am a wife. I'm not a wife once you asked me to be. I was already a wife. wife. You just didn't connect it, sir. Okay. And so, you know, I know y'all might be wondering, oh, we're rambling on. But the the part that's really important is, is that we're showing you that these are the things that we carry right into parenting. That's it. We carry these things right into parenting. You know what I'm saying? These demeanors, these whatever, right into parenting. You know what I'm saying? So with me, everything that I I thought a mother should be, mm-hmm. every aspect of it, I said that's what I was going to be. You know what I'm saying? I would tell my children, I'm always here for you. I always hear you. I'm always supporting you. You know what I'm saying? I, I was June Cleaver. You know what I'm saying? Every day. My kids will tell you, I'm. They had they had dinner and they had dessert. What did I serve you tonight, uh, Kizzy? You had D- dinner, dinner and, and dessert. dessert. I did Come that on. every night of their in life. I don't care if it was three Oreo cookies. You had dinner <laughs> and dessert. <you> dessert. <laughs> yes. You yes. see what I'm saying? It might yes. have been three Oreo cookies and a little cup thing like this with one little scoop of ice cream in there. Dinner and dessert. and dessert. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So you had your dinner. You took your bath, you got your dessert, okay? I had a whole thing up here, okay? It's, it's no man that's ever been involved with me that can't tell uh, tell me that they knew that if they married me, they was going to be kinged, that they was going they was gonna know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. When I did get married, what was the first thing my daughter's uh, uh, father said? Oh, I, I'm not gonna get to come to your your mama's house no more. Y'all know how to treat a man around there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm That's the first thing he said. Not oh, congratulations or I'm glad you you know none of that. I'm not gonna get to come and get Thanksgiving dinner served to me like that no more. And because y'all know how to treat a man around right. There. Okay, not that. Okay, so all these things we just so we just, we're, we're saying this because all these things. We are carrying while we're trying to mother and be That's and it. be single and 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 we're we're still dealing with our our scars as Miles Monroe would say as he told me he was like scars not for you it's they're not. for other people That's you know what I'm saying I remember that you know what I'm saying he was he was a kind man you know what I'm saying when he said it on stage mm-hmm. and, and I and and he looked at me and then afterwards he says I was talking to you if you didn't know. No. It. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And when he said that to me, I said, oh, my God, I felt like he was talking to me. You know, because I had said that to myself. I felt right. like he was talking to me because I was on the front row, of course. And mm-hmm. I felt like he was talking to me. And so when it was over with and we were going to the back, you know, because we were armor bearing and stuff for all of them that evening. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was talking, talking to you. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And so, hey. But it, it all encompasses, like you said, dealing with all of that and being a parent. And and a lot of times when we don't allow ourselves to heal, it negatively affects our children. Yeah. And so And we, a lot of things about me I know negatively affected my children because I was holding it. Mm-hmm. I was holding it. And that's why I had to sit them down one day and tell them some truths that, you know, I didn't I didn't really want to tell them at that stage in their mm-hmm. lives. But I had to tell them because I didn't want them to hear it from anyone else. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so especially if you have young children 
now is the time to deal with that stuff so that you can raise them in their best interest and and not you know guarding your own hearts and your own feelings Mm -hmm. if you let god heal you from that stuff Mm -hmm. then you'll be able to behave in a manner that is a great example for your children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not make them feel like they can't cry not make them feel like they can't express their feelings um and because a lot of our children these days like my son is 24 he says he has anxiety i don't claim that and i bet i bind it in the name of jesus but he says there was anxiety and I wasn't the perfect. I was a good mom. Hey, couldn't nobody tell me no different. You can't come in my face and tell me today that I wasn't a good mom. I'll just laugh at you and keep it moving. Um, but I know there were some things that I, I could have done better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was if I would allow myself to heal from some of the hurt that I experienced from men, mm-hmm. I could have been better mm-hmm. had I done it then. Uh, if I would allow myself to heal from even a relationship with my mom and my sisters, mm-hmm. I could have been better because mm-hmm. I would allow other women that that had um, positive energy to pour into me at an earlier age. Mm-hmm. I was real standoffish when it um, you know came to relationships with females and, and I would have served him better. Mm-hmm. So if if you got young kids, now is the time to heal from that stuff um, so that you can be the best parent that you can be for them. Not saying you're not doing a good job, but there's always room for growth. So just allow that healing, allow God to come in and heal every part of your soul that you've been struggling with. Ask him to reveal. Sometimes we suppress stuff for so long, we don't even know what's in there no more. Nope, nope, nope. Ask him to reveal it, and he's going to reveal it. I'm telling you, stuff will come up, and at first you may not even notice that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back and think about it, you're going to be like, oh, man, I remember I prayed that prayer. I asked God to reveal to me the stuff that was in me. Mm-hmm. Because when I, that's what happened when um when I start noticing about the, the father stuff in my life, and that even affected my relationship with God. I don't know if I said that earlier, but that affected my relationship with God because I didn't know what a father was. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a father. So when I would hear people say, um, God is our father, I'm like, I, I don't know him as a father. I can't even receive him as a father because I don't even know what a father's supposed to be like. What he's supposed mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. how you're supposed to feel, mm-hmm. none of that. And it took God doing little things for me, little things for me. Like right now, I have purple furniture in my house. My favorite color is, is purple. I'm going to tell y'all a quick little story about how I got it. I was out searching for furniture. I had um, my my sofa and my love seat got pretty damaged. My son is pretty big and he wants to sleep on the sofa. So pretty after the like, board broke in and everything. So I threw the furniture out and it had been like two months and I hadn't had furniture. And I finally said one Saturday, I said, God, I'm getting up. I'm going to look for some furniture. I need furniture today. And I know you can do it. Mm-hmm. So help me find some furniture. I had gone to a couple stores. I'm telling y'all, and I ain't ashamed of it. I found my furniture in Salvation Army store. Yes, girl. Uh-uh. Don't be ashamed of it. Listen here. I walked in the store. I saw a sofa. And I had been in a previous store, and I saw a love seat that could have went with that sofa. Mm-hmm. But I said, let me check some more stores. I checked some more stores. I ain't see nothing. I came back to get this particular sofa. The lady had took the tag off the sofa for me. Um, and took it up to the register and she said anything else I said well let me take a walk just to make sure so I walked around and when I got soon as I got by the back door where they bring the stuff into the showroom this man was pushing a flatbed and it had a purple couch on it I said where you going with that he said on the floor I said no 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 you're not that's mine I want that he said oh you do he said well there's more pieces to it you don't say. <laughs> Took me in the back. The 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 chair and the couch was there. Because that was the love seat that was on the flatbed. You'll never believe how much I got it for. All three pieces and delivery included. $120. Girl, shut up. Listen, and looked brand new. It looked like some it was like some display furniture. And you know, people were like, oh, ain't nobody gonna want purple, purple. so we just mm-hmm. wanted to give it to the yeah. Salvation Army. I'm talking about, you know how you lift the pillows up and the, and the stuff is tan under yeah. there? Not a spot, not a speck, no nothing. So I said, you know what? I'm going to look up the name on the label. 
I looked up the furniture store it came from. That set, that specific set, cost $2,300. I said, nobody but my daddy could have did that. Yes, yes. That's how he, and he would do little stuff like that for me to say, this what a father is. Mm -hmm. He will know your favorite color. Mm -hmm. And make and sure deliver you, it to and you. Come on. And he kept doing little things like that for me. I walked in the um, Goodwill store. I was looking for pillows to do an event. And walked right in the store. And the lady was just putting up some purple and black uh, dinnerware on the display stand. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and she said, uh, I went over and I was like, how many of these is it? Because she was still taking stuff out the crate. I said, how many of these is it? She was like, it, it's a seating for seven. And I said, oh, they must have broke one of the sets because you don't get no seven set. And uh, she said, I was. She said, I just came out here to put this stuff up. I said, that was perfect timing. That was my daddy setting that out for me. That, that's my favorite color. I'm gonna get that whole set. And I just took the whole thing. And so I would just tell y'all the story that he had to show me little stuff like that to say, this is what a father does. Mm. You mm. know, he'll know your favorite color. Know that you need something, and he'll make sure you get exactly what you need. And get it at for $120. I was like, say what? Say all of this for $120? Come on now. And so you just have, but you got to be willing to heal. You got to be willing to heal. You got to be willing to accept some of the stuff that hurts. And you got to be willing for him to pull it up and reveal it and deal with it so that you can move forward. Yes. Well, I want to say, I want to say at this present time that. I know that God looks out for babies and fools, and I am one in the same. And so with that being said, I want to just say that over the years, I want to thank the Lord for always giving me the right words to say, oh. giving me the right action to have, giving me the right temperament to have, to raise these people. Because guess what? These children belong to him. He had a plan and a purpose for their life because I couldn't have made them into the people that they are right this very minute. And you know all of my children. I don't think you didn't get to meet my son, but he's sweet too. But you you know my girls. Oh, and yeah. They are three of the baddest things that could walk this earth as far as I'm concerned, baby. Right. And, and, and they got the heart and thank him for protecting protecting them from some of the stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he always but he, it, it, the protection, that we could have done to him. The protection was he always gave me the right words. He always told That's me it. the right thing to say, the right action to have, the right demeanor to be in. Mm -hmm. And I can think of so many stories where I would have, if I had listened to my flesh, my flesh would have flared up and been like, what you do that for? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, but yeah. it was always, um, no, I'm not, I'm not going to handle it like mm -hmm. this. I'm going to say these kind words. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And for that alone, I'm grateful. Amen. For that alone, I'm grateful. Amen. Well, you guys, we have taken up another hour of your time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I told you, it's the love that me and Kizzy have for each other. We have already been talking since I was from the last time. But like I said, the Holy Spirit hit and I could feel it. And I was like, Lord. This needs to, you know, this needs to go out into the atmosphere because women need to know that we're doing this not for any type of pretense, but we doing this for the average everyday woman. And I don't want to talk about women who got who have degrees and financially secure like they don't matter. But when you have those things. You just say, I'm going to make a phone call because I know Jenny and Judy and they know Sally and Betty and they can make things happen. But when you're an everyday woman, I'm talking about the woman who works at the grocery store. I'm talking about the woman that's the receptionist at the doctor's office. I'm talking about the average everyday woman. You need a place. Well, you know that you can deposit and listen or leave a message and someone's right. going to answer it. Someone's going to say something. Someone's going to talk directly and specific to what you have to know. Someone knows your struggle because they mm -hmm. had that struggle. Right. We may be right here like this now and I ain't nowhere. Don't don't take that word thinking I'm somewhere because where I am right now is that God let me wake up in the morning and make an egg. Come okay, <laughs> make an egg and put it on a piece of, a piece of bread and um, make some 
some, some lemon water and going out the door mm -hmm. to the job in the car that he provided me with Amen. over to Come the on, job man. where he gave me the grace and the mercy to work, baby. Because even when enemies think that they doing something to hold you back, God no. is already elevating you to the next yes, level and using they, they conquest they think they got to raise you up well, to whatever it is you need. So I go over to that job that he gave me, that they think they gave me. <laughs> he gave me. <laughs> and come on home in the afternoon and fuss about what he gave me Amen. but be grateful that he gave, he gave it, it to me, me. <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. so we just we just want to let you know that that, that the, the podcast itself is really based on the love and the commitment and the covenant relationship that she and I have that we feel like we have with other women all women, you know what I'm saying? All women from all, women. all walks of life. You know what I'm saying? Because even women who are in higher financial brackets and in self places, they got hurt too. But they mm -hmm. use material things and status to cover it up. That's right. Whereas, baby, I don't got no time for all of that because it's still naked over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's still raw and ready to, ready to go. So what we're doing here is we're just letting it all hang out and we're trying to be as transparent as we possibly can be. Um, we don't, we could say some other things, but you know, we, we're trying to be mindful. We're trying to be mindful because I, I, she and I talk. So I know what we could be saying that y'all really would get down and know that we know what you, what you feeling and what you, what you thinking. But this is something that goes out into the airwaves and we don't want to get too, yeah, um, outrageous. That's the way best yeah, word. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> outrageous, outrageous with it. But I just want to thank you for taking, uh, allowing us the opportunity to come into your homes and and to listen to us right. and um to know that to know that we are you. That's the best way to put it. it. We are you. So with that being said, I like to thank you again for listening to part two. <laughs> Another segment of Life Through K's Eyes. Thank you.